This episode of the podcast is brought to you by your sister growing boobs faster than you because puberty thinks you can wait until you're 20. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that didn't invade Jing City. I am Zach, joined always by my friend Frank. I didn't like this movie. <laughs> well, please, let's let's talk about it, because I actually enjoyed this film. I found this movie very corny and very boring. I was going into it, hoping uh, it would be corny. <laughs> I, I don't feel like it was boring. I felt like... Th- I, I felt th- like the first hour was a little weird. I mean, so it's it's like an hour and fifty minutes or whatever it is. Yeah, and you don't get it's it's a it's a fucking samurai movie, and you don't get a like you really don't get like <laughs> you your first action scene for an until hour. the first hour and ten minutes in. Okay, like, but like, they uh, were they were setting up, everything. and I appreciated that, I mm-hmm. guess. But I just didn't care for the characters. Um, so look, I yeah. I understand that most samurai movies kind of have like a uh, a similar kind of theme to it yeah where it's like hey this is a situation but then of course there's always like a like a forbidden romance that's like not really supposed mm-hmm. to be allowed and that and then there's like that story uh and for like usually i'm okay with it but i don't know for this for this movie i just didn't care about the romance like mm-hmm. at all i thought the acting in this movie some of the actors i thought were really just like Phoned corny in. and like like the the um the, the old man the guy who was playing the old man oh yeah yeah he was just always talking like batman like he's always just <laughs> hunched over and he's always he's always just like my son will never be well that's the thing too is like, <laughs> like oh he's supposed God. to be like 30 and yeah. he looks like he's like 90 <laughs> but then when he's fighting it's like holy shit look at this 20 year old yeah i don't know but before we just completely yeah, can we, over our yeah we gotta thing. go so do you our do our your thing and i'll do mine Okay, so today we are talking about 2018 Shadow, directed by Zhang Yimou, yeah. who did some of the greats, such as House of Flying Daggers. Which is very good. It's a really good movie. And and then Hero, which is also Hero really is cool. Hero very good. So that's why I was very disappointed, where, like, I don't, I don't know, I just, I don't know. Yeah, so for, for the people that are in this, uh, you have... And Let's here, fuck them up. Yeah, here, here we go. Because <laughs> we keep doing foreign films, and boy, do I keep fucking up the names. <laughs> so the main character is Zheng Chao, who plays Zingzo. Jing, Jingzo. Jingzo. Yeah, Jingzo. Yeah. Jingzo. The female main character is Sun Li, who plays Zhao Ai. You have Kai Zhen, who plays King Pelang. King Payman. Yes, all hail King Payment. <laughs> and then his sister, who is played by Guan Zetong. Gwen Stefani. Yeah. <laughs> God, if Gwen Stefani... Just out of everybody, Gwen Stefani's in this. <laughs> Guy Fieri is also in this <laughs> But uh, Guan plays Princess Kingping. Yep. And uh, that's all I have in there These because names. I swear to God, man, I was trying to find like the old man. I was trying to find the actor and like IMDb and Google did not have him listed. And I was like, who the fuck is this person? Just, just a homeless guy. He's a shadow. Ah. Ooh. Um, yeah. yeah. And this is a movie about a king who is pretty awful at being a king. Oh, he's terrible. Uh, yeah, he's he's god awful. He's pretty much like 
got no backbone and he's pretty much scared of everything and he kind of just wants to always just keep the peace and with, compromise yeah and he never really wants to go into battle mm-hmm. um even though they're pretty much under the reign and command of another i don't even know what what, what it's not really a the yang yeah it's not a dynasty but it's like a i don't know what it is they're a militia almost yeah um but they're all fighting for the great wall of china I don't know. They don't really go into it, but they kind of they kind of lead you to believe that like they're all fighting for power of the Great Wall. Yeah. So it's like, pretty sure that's the Great Wall of China. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then, since this king is kind of like a shithead, and he kind of nobody really likes him, uh, there's like a, a small group of people who are kind of going behind his back and going into this other town and trying to like win back their city. Yeah, Jing City. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of what it's about. Um, there's more to it, but that's like the basics of it. And now, you know, we'll get more into it, but, uh, there's I mean, a huge parasite feel to it too, for like the first hour. Eh, no, well, get out of here. Not at all. Well, the, the, the secret room. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was so far. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So the things that I did like about the movie. Yeah. Do, do you want to, do you want to do yeah, like yeah. how we did? Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um yeah, I go ahead. thought the visuals. Oh yeah. Great. I, I like the old kind of like i like how they went with like this black and white kind of feel but like the blood and like the faces mm-hmm. of the characters that was all in color and i thought it made like a really interesting cool dynamic yeah the uh, color gradients was awesome Yeah, it was this. really cool um i thought the set designs and like the costumes are really really cool mm-hmm. and really really on point the music Music was okay. I didn't love when they were playing that like zither. What is that? What it was called? Yeah, when it's just a fucking massive violin, basically. I didn't really care for that thing when they were actually playing it, uh, like in the in the movie when the characters were actually like sitting down and plucking it. It just was. <laughs> it, it was so. <laughs> old. It, it, it wasn't really like musically uh, great. No, but when you get like two people playing it, it's like all right. <laughs> yeah. I can I can see how this is music. And yeah, I, I, I liked, I liked the like the message, like the core message of the film, mm-hmm. you know, like fighting for what's yours and not being a pushover and all that, and yeah. and all, but that's kind of like the pros for me. I, I, I like <laughs> Frank. That I, was all of like two minutes. Yeah, I mean that's kind of like where they said, man. I mean, again, like visually, I thought this movie was very, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. The camera work was very good as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a very it's it's a well made movie from it's like a shot technical standpoint. Very well, especially too like later on when you get like the shots of it pouring rain and you get the overheads of like the giant yin yang symbol yeah. as like they're training. Yeah, it's like that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, the the yin yang uh like stage that they're fighting mm-hmm. on that was really really cool. Um, and I thought that the weapons were kind of cool. I, I'm still per like, I'm still kind of on the fence about the umbrella thing. The like, umbrella I, of pay. Like I, it, I, you know what, man? Like when, when it's revealed, I'm like, oh fuck, this thing is really cool. And like how they go on to like train to like fight with it. I was like, that makes so much sense. However, that shit is flimsy as fuck. Yeah, like, and that was my issue with like when, you know the the main antagonist gets killed. Is he is he the main antagonist? Yang Kang, sorta like like I, I don't know like the whole there's like all these like subplots that mm-hmm. are trying to like come together to make like this one you know into like this boiling point of like one significant point. But like it's everything is just kind of happening like in its own world. Like there's like the whole aspect of the 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 army coming to take back the city, mm-hmm. but then. You have, Some, but like I see, the one thing I didn't understand mm-hmm. was why. What was the point of the duel? Uh, 
the the point of the duel was even though they're allies, Yang Kang has control over Jing City, and I guess that was originally under the control of the king, and Jing Zhao was like, well, I'm going to go in, and I'm going to challenge him to a duel, and if we win, we get back Jing City. Right. And the king is like, well, you just started war. But why is that war? Because they they, they have a verbal agreement of like, okay, no one's going to get killed here. This is strictly like a duel duel of, you know, it's going to go three rounds, Mm -hmm. and whoever wins then wins. But then also they're like, you know what? We're actually just gonna fucking come in here and and kill everybody. Well, that was less of that like, was just like, where did that? Like, how did that correlate? That was less of the king, and that was more of, of like the old man that trained Jing Zhao yeah. because he wants revenge because Yang mortally wounded him, even though it's just a cut it's on a cut the on chest. chest? <laughs> I don't know, man. And and it, it made him sixty years older. It was, so- and I was almost like, oh, is his weapon like? Does it have like poison in it or something like that? No, but no, it's like just, it, just a sword thing or whatever, just a giant stick with a sword on the end of it. Yeah, which is cool. It was cool, and I like the dynamic of like the yin and yang, where like Yang uses that staff with the sword at the end of it because it's all like power based, and Jing Zhao comes in and he uses more of like a yin style where it's the umbrella and it's like all just flowing with the movements of the strength and then using that to their advantage. And I was like, this is cool, like how how yeah. the fighting dynamic of it works. Yeah, one once like the actual action happened, although it made me laugh. It was only twenty minutes though. Yeah, I know. And that's what that again, like I came here to watch people get their heads cut off. Mm-hmm. And I guess you sorta of get it, but I mean, I don't know. It just wasn't enough for me. Um I I didn't I didn't love the the uh, the whole aspect of like, all right, look, let's be real. How ridiculous was it when they all when they when each person had two umbrellas and they were using one as like a sled to oh, go down the street? Oh, it was the coolest the fucking thing. It was cool, but it was so oh, yeah, absolutely like ridiculous. Well, because they have a giant bamboo stick to like <laughs> fling them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, and that's the thing where it's like this movie has like these tongue-in-cheek moments of like <laughs> this is absurd and. We kind of know that it's absurd, but like the movie is also trying to take itself extremely seriously. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's this missing balance because it's like you can't have like this story that's supposed to be very, very serious. And he's trying to tell like a very, very serious story and, a, and, and an important lesson, but then have this action that is just so ridiculous that it made me just laugh. And I was like, this is it's fun to watch. It was it was very but it, hype but when it I was, saw it. Yeah, yeah, like it was very fun to watch, and it definitely made the movie more enjoyable, at least for me, because again, I didn't really care for the story. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It just felt so like out of place when they finally did start getting into the action, and then it's like this ridiculous, like dude, when they're going down that hill mm-hmm. and they're just spinning around. You I imagine was, half I of them are laughing. Up. I was laughing so hard. I was like, this is <laughs> this is insane. They must have all like just been so dizzy by yeah, the end. Right? Of you, it. Can't, you can't not be dizzy. <laughs> and they're still like shooting their little crossbow with like twelve arrows in it. Yeah. And like they're hitting the marks. Yeah. I mean, again, the and, and the action that is in the movie is done very well. Yeah. Like the, the choreography and all that is mm-hmm. very, very cool. I, I thought the duel between the two uh where it was very was done really, really well. It's just Again, I didn't love the whole thing of like, oh, we had we we went three rounds, and he's like, no, we're gonna go more until someone dies. Yeah, because Yang did and win. he is beating the shit out of him. Oh, I yeah. mean, he is clearly a superior warrior, one hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. 
and and then he just kind of does like this little flick of the wrist, and then he kills him. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was such yeah, a cop out. That was such all the bullshit. Umbrella blades are like just fucking paper, paper thin, thin, basically. Yeah. And that's the problem that I had with it because, like, from the trailers and everything like that, it doesn't show you the actual fighting. So I'm led to believe that the umbrella is very sturdy. Yeah. And after round one, the thing is like all bent and yeah, fucked it's, up. Yeah, it's like and half broken, and it's like, well. You need another umbrella, then. <laughs> you should have brought two like everyone else. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just, it, I don't know. I, I really thought, I, I found it very corny when, when he slit his throat with the, the little, like, flick of the wrist and then yeah. the, 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 the blade bent up. I like the I, political aspect of it, though. That, so, that was, like, the one thing that I sort of liked. Um, I didn't care for the whole assassination part, though. I thought that was kind of like oh, towards eye rolly. Yeah, I was like, uh, yeah. that was so cheesy. I called it too. I was yeah, like, like it's, as, it's as something soon that you kind of know. As soon as the king like opens the box and like there's no head inside of it, I yeah. was like, oh yeah, because the king actually towards the end is smarter than he's letting to believe throughout mm-hmm. the entire movie. Yeah, where like the entire film, he's just kind of like a bumbling idiot, and he's like, oh, let's like just do peace and like you know what i'm going to like give my my sister away to like yang's son so we can have peace and he comes back and is like no nah, i just want him as a sex slave yeah and she's like i don't want to do that and he's like well we could do that that's something that's a compromise <laughs> until like she decides like oh, all right i'm gonna fight in the war then yeah and at the end once you realize that the king actually knew all along because the main the main thing of this film and the whole point of the title is that Jing Zhao is basically just playing a copy of the old man because yeah. he can no longer take power as the commander. And the old man has like this other story besides like wanting Jing City back right. that he wants to take over as the king. Yeah. And he needs Jing Zhao to do so, which is why he's his shadow, quote-unquote. Yeah. They, they said the name of the yeah, movie in he, the movie. Oh, because he <laughs> looks just like him. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that, was, that was a weird casting choice. A little bit, right? Because, like, you, I don't know, like, how old was he supposed to be? Because he definitely doesn't look old. Like, he literally well, no. looks like he's, like, 30, but well, he but he's, he's sort of got gray hair, like, that's a what little. I mean. like, and it's always, like, flowing, like, there's <laughs> wind blowing, even though they're just inside. <laughs> yeah, that's why, like, I mean, even so, like, with the long hair and, like, he looks younger. He says, too, is, like, oh, we plucked this kid up from the streets when he was a kid and just kind of, like, had him around. Yeah. But obviously someone knows him yeah. then because you have this kid. Yeah. Unless, like, you know, he thought years and years in advance, like, oh, in case I ever get cut on my chest and I can't fight anymore, <laughs> I'm going to have this kid in secret that looks just like me to take over. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> that, that part was, like, weird but cool at the same time. I and also, then, I, I mean, I'm not really, like, super knowledge, like knowledgeable when it comes to, like, the samurai code and all that. But I thought... Bushido code. Okay, excuse me. Clearly clearly somebody is, <laughs> has uh, uh, done their homework. I don't... I, I guess having the long hair is, like, a thing. And, yeah. like, when he cuts his hair, that's supposed to be, like, very, like, symbolic. To mm-hmm. me, I was like... All right, he Why'd cut, he cut his, his hair. <laughs> he just like, wanted you know to get cut. cut my hair. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I guess that was something that happened." Yeah, he kind of just like because because it, it's like, oh, I'm, his wife was like, "Oh, I'm not going to play music." Until yeah, I'll cut off my fingers <laughs> before I, before I play music ever again. And mm-hmm. then he's he's like, "No, you have to play the king." And then she finally decides to play, and then she's about to cut her fingers off, and then he's just like, "No, I'll cut my hair instead." It's like. 
Look, look, like if if I'm about to cut off my hand mm-hmm. and Zach is like, no, Frank, <laughs> I'll cut my I'll shave my eyebrow instead of doing that. <laughs> I feel like that's not really like the same. <laughs> but I saved you from cutting off your hand. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It was, it was an odd thing for me. Yeah. The, the thing that I had an issue with, like you said, was a bit of like the love story type thing. Yeah. Because you can almost see immediately that like Jing Zhao and... Zoi is like forming a love, yeah. E- even though they're pretending, and I have like a wrestling thing to bring up about this, just to like sidetrack a little bit. Okay. So, which was very similar to it. So, in the world of wrestling, there's something called a shoot, and then there's a work. So, a shoot is when you do something that's real that just kind of translates into like wrestling, and a work is when you come up with this idea and you just do it as planned. So what happened was in WCW years, years back, Kevin Sullivan was a wrestler and a writer for WCW. He shot himself into a work. And what I mean by that is he was married to this one wrestler. And he had this idea that like, hey, I'm going to do this storyline where Chris Benoit steals you from me and we're going to wrestle and it's going to become a feud. However, they actually started to fall in love and then the wife left Kevin Sullivan. Remember when Chris Benoit killed himself and his entire family? Yeah, that was her. That was crazy. <laughs> so, I remember I remember like reading about that mm-hmm. and it was it went like like he like laid bibles down on all of yeah. them and like shot them all and then did he shoot himself or he either shot himself or hung himself he hung himself and it it that was a dark time yeah, it was crazy because uh for the longest time chris benoit was my favorite wrestler he was the man i, I remember was, i remember him being like cuz i used to watch wwe when i was a kid it's the diving headbutt man like you can't take that yeah. over and over and over again yeah like that I, really fucks with you i would imagine so yeah things went real south there but anyway. Yeah, that, that was my uh, my wrestling connection to Shadow. So wait, how does that connect to Shadow? <laughs> because the old man shot himself into a work. He he was like, "Hey, here you play me, but you have to be with my wife." And then they actually start falling in love, oh, and it's like, "Ah, saying. you dick, you stole my wife!" Right. And then they just angrily play the zither together. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "This is odd." Yeah, yeah. Again, man, there's like some weird, like subplots in this movie that mm-hmm. I just don't think are necessary uh, for me. I mean, again, yeah. I, I, you seem to enjoy it. I did. I, I did. And I actually enjoyed like the last scene where it's like everything kind of came all together and like the king realized, but then the old man was dressed up as the assassin and like stabbed him in the back. And then uh, he tried to double cross Zing Zhao and then it, he stabbed him Yeah, and then made it look like just, this masked murderer tried to kill the king and then the wife Zio is now like I I like the idea that like the first shot of the scene is the last shot of the scene yeah because now it has context of like oh she runs to the door but she stops because she doesn't know how she has to handle this now Mm -hmm. because she's decided like oh fuck like either I can like join what Zing Zhao is doing and like be with him and then rule again or I can tell the truth and then I'll probably get killed for being a part of this somehow. Yeah. And I liked that aspect of it where it's like it left you off on a note where you're very uncertain of what her choice is going to be. 
Yeah. I, I, one thing I didn't like, another thing that I didn't like, <laughs> uh, was like the the block of text right before the movie starts, and it kind of gives you like, hey, th- here's mm-hmm. some context. Hope you remember it while while this movie's going on. Yeah. Because I don't remember what that thing said at all. It, it said something about like three different kingdoms, but I only saw two. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Because you only saw the Yang Kingdom and then the King's Kingdom. Right. And it's like, where's the third one? Do they have any meaning towards this? Yeah. But I did like how they kind of like Trojan horsed their way in with the crazy platform that just is rolling in the ocean towards Yang. I don't even remember that. The massive platform that Zing Zhao is standing on to like fight for the duel. Oh, yeah. Is rolling in and that's how like all of the warriors come in because they trojan horse their way in oh right 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 yeah and i liked that idea yeah that, that was, that was kind of cool i i really did like though like the the duel like the actual fight duel was mm-hmm. kind of cool i just found it annoying that like it kind of like it was like okay this duel's about to happen and then it would cut away from it and then mm-hmm. you would bring you somewhere else and it's like man i really just want to watch this duel go down yeah um, especially too when he unsheathed the umbrella and like it all kind of like flickered yeah. out yeah. and i was like oh yeah. the the whole idea of like being able to shoot them though weird i, I thought it was kind of cool. it was cool but it was weird i mean it was weird <laughs> but yeah like it, they, have, they have like pump action like handles yeah. sort of and like then, the, and then you i'm reloading like, and then you could just kind of flick it and then like uh, one of the blades just comes shooting out everybody's and, good at blocking that though yeah well it, it caught like the, the the guy by surprise yeah. i can't remember any of these names but um Yang. the guy who was deal, do, uh, dueling with he it definitely caught him by surprise mm-hmm. and uh when he like deflects it i was like all right here we go this is gonna get kind of cool yeah uh his his main like his secret weapon attack only works if you like mortally wound the person right because like you run away from them <laughs> turn around and kind of do like a 180 spin yeah you do like and, the Derek jeter throw yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of catch him with the tip yeah but you have to land on your back so if if that actually worked where he caught it with the umbrella and flicked it away yeah and it actually like fell off the cliff he won because then he just has to go over and like stab him. Right. But Yang but then was he gets more up prepared. And, of, yeah, and he gets up somehow and yeah. catches it. But his son was able to do it to the princess. Oh, I did not care for the son at all. No, nah, not really. He was bad. He's just, he was just there. Yeah, He's I don't just, know. It's just unnecessary. Well, that's why because it was but almost... I did, like, I did like when he gets stabbed in the neck. I was like, yeah. yeah, I like that. That was cool. Yeah. Um, it, it was almost kind of like a Romeo and Juliet type thing, but like they didn't love each other. Yeah, because he was like, I don't even know who you are. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, I was your concubine, and then stabs him. <laughs> but, like, they never actually got to that point. No, no. So this movie really just is Parasite, Wrestling, Samurai, and <laughs> Troy mixed together. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't love it. I didn't, I, I didn't hate it. I thought it was cool. It's yeah, just that, it like... I did like though I think like more towards the end. I don't even know who the guy was. I just like started losing track. Mm-hmm. But there's that one guy who's like in his I guess his house and then he's just kind of like standing in a room and then like a knife comes flying through the window and he catches it through his forearm. Oh yeah, yeah. Who yeah. was that? That was just a ninja. That was just a random guy. There were guy? just ninjas oh, at the okay. end and because he went to go see his mom but she got stabbed. <laughs> By the old man, I'm assuming? I guess. I don't know. But that was a cool fight. I, I thought that fight was kind of cool. But then yeah. that one guy that comes in and saves his life and then backs away underneath like, that like, I'm not hanging allowed to rag. look at you. 
<laughs> it's like, who are you then? There's no context of who you are. <laughs> I just didn't understand. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I guess that's like one of the things was the movie was just kind of throwing characters around. And I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, um, at, at the end of the day, I think more of like, this is just the director's style of films. And like, he wanted to make something... I guess reminiscent to like what he's done in the past, but still try to like add a little bit of flair of like new style to it. Yeah. And in some aspects it connected and other aspects it didn't. Yeah. Overall, I went into it with no expectations. I really, I really had higher expectations. I went in with no expectations and I thought it was fun. So if you do that, I think you'll enjoy it. All right. Frank didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is that it? You done? Yeah, I got nothing else. All right. You got a recommendation? I do. Uh Uh-oh. All right, so I have a recommendation for a manga artist who is not only the artist, but also the writer for the manga. Uh, He does short stories, which are the most terrifying, most creepy, most well-drawn horror manga I've ever seen, and that is the great Junji Ito. This man is fucking crazy. I'll show you like some of his <laughs> stuff after this. Okay. He he makes like these short stories and like some of them are literally just like 5 pages long. Yeah. But the way that he draws them and like the concepts that he comes up with are horrifying. Like one is like the ice cream truck where like these kids are just going to like this ice cream truck every single day. And it gets to be where it's like it's winter and they're still just going in and the ice cream driver is like, oh, come on inside. Like you can hang out and like eat some ice cream. And it gets to the point where it's like the dad is getting concerned and he's like, well, I need to stop this. So like they ban him and then all the kids are just kind of like hanging out and the dad comes home and he's like, hey, where's all your friends? And the son like points over and is like, oh, there they are. There's Billy and Chuck. And then meanwhile, it's just two giant like... Ice sco- cream mountains. Well, <laughs> it's just two globs of like ice cream. Yeah. And then he, the dad freaks out and pushes his kid and his head falls off and it's just like a, a thing of ice cream now. Oh. And then there's other ones where it's like people are being turned into snails. Um, The most famous one is Uzumaki that he did, which was like a miniseries where people are going insane by looking at spirals and like it's just terrifying where like their tongues are like spiraling and they're being contorted Mm. and it's so fucking creepy and he's the master too of the page turner where he sets it up perfectly where you're looking through and you're about to see something creepy and you turn the page and the whole page is just that fucking scary nonsense and it makes you jump and it's hard to do that in books yeah yeah and i think everybody should go read something from junji ito if you love horror and you need it in a comic book form go read some junji ito stories thanks zach you're welcome frank (laughs) you're gonna like it I'll, i'll give it a shot all right uh i think that's it yeah that's it guys thank you for listening everybody now frank i am your shadow